Hey guys, you're listening to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Key May, a digital content producer, creative coach, and visual artist helping kickstart your creative careers and stay sane doing it. Now, in this episode, I'm going to tell you all about one of my um, early failures as a freelance designer when I got robbed for my designs back in my uni days. And I'll tell you all exactly what happened and what I took away from that experience. So when I was in uni, I used to create flyers for like marketing and, you know, when you get those rave events and things and you've got those half naked women on the covers and the bubble right in like I that's that's what I used to do. Right. And so I was approached by somebody. I'll call him uh, Bob. Bob approached me to create three flyers. Now, he said that he would pay me at the end of the year, which was red flag number one, but I just didn't know it yet. So he said, he'll pay me at the end of the year. And I said, okay, cool. And he said, well, how much? How much are you going to charge? And I charged 20 pounds per flyer. I know, so 10 pound per side I charged, right? Which was a mistake number one for me, but you know, we live and we learn, right? And so when I got started, it was sort of like I was doing an internal sort of battle with myself because the things I was trying to do with the project, I was trying to like sort of insert some of myself and my own aesthetic into it, was being stripped away throughout the whole process because he constantly kept saying, oh, can you change that? Can you change this? Or I know you said to to put this, but no, nah, I don't think that's going to work. Or he will say, I know I said to put that colour, but nah, change it. And I'm trying to keep up with my grades, you know. I'm in uni, I'm trying to keep up with life and all of its things. And I'm just having to go back and forth forever with this project. So it was just a a never-ending cycle of scope creep. And I was locked in and I I found it very difficult to manage that. You know that feeling you get, right, when you submit a project and you get the email back in your inbox and you're you're, you're shaking because you're thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to be happy with it this time? Or are they going to ask me to make yet another change? Uh, you know, it was just horrible. And another mistake I made was I sent the final version before any payment. I, I mean, I, the fact that I even got started without a deposit is another thing. But I sent the final versions, like full high-res JPEGs without payment. And then... I contacted him at the end of the year because he said he was going to pay me at the end of the year. So, you know, I said, where, where, where's my money? Right, what's, what's going on, G? Where was my money? And he said, um, oh, oh, what? next week, next week, I'll give it to you then because I've got something with my, my car. I've got to sort out something with my car. So I said, OK. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I, I believe him. He said he's going to pay me and it's, oh, it's 60 pounds. He'll pay me. It's fine. So the following week came and I um, I tried to ring him. I tried to ring Bob and uh, Bob, he sent me to voicemail multiple times. Um, and that was uh, 2008, I believe. It's now 2020 and I still haven't heard back from Bob. I still haven't received my 60 pounds. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm lying because... There was a point, I think it was about maybe 2014 or something like that. He sent me a message. He had the gall to message me on Facebook and ask me 
if I could recreate um, some flyer or something. And I said, I said, excuse me, I haven't forgotten about the £60 from all those years ago. I said, you still haven't paid me that. And he says, sorry, would you? What do you mean? I did pay you. I did. I put that money in your account. I was like, no, you did not. I would know. I would know. I was living off crumbs, okay? I was a student. I was having Indomie every day. I would know if £60 just magically popped into my bank account. Not to mention, he never even asked for my bank account details. So, you know, go figure. But, you know, there's going to be people in this world who will take advantage, um... That's just the way the cookie crumbles. And in a strange way, I'm actually really glad it happened because it has put me in the position to teach you or help you guys not to make the same mistakes that I did because I had a few points that I took away from it. So I'll get into those now. All right. So the first thing that I learned was that you should never, ever, ever start work without a deposit. So drop your pen, your pencils, don't even boot up Photoshop or whatever program it is that you're using, forget it. Don't do anything to do with the project until you get at least 50% deposit, right? So that's that's the start of it. And then when you get started on the project, before releasing the final version, make sure you get the remaining balance, okay? So we're not sending out final pieces of work before the payment is received because then they could just take it and ride off into the sunset. Okay, which is exactly what happened to me. Um, The second thing, contracts. I didn't have a contract. There was nothing signed. So technically, um, he didn't have to pay me because he didn't sign anything. Uh, You know, so you have to make sure that you've got all your terms and everything written down on paper. Get them to sign it on the dotted line so that it's because it's a legally binding contract. You know, if you try to take anybody to court say that this person didn't pay me if you don't have a contract they'll laugh you out of there you haven't got a leg to stand on you know what i'm saying so make sure you've got that sorted um number three oh my gosh i didn't watermark any of the previews this was a big big no-no so when you're sending drafts or um like copies of the final piece for them to approve make sure you cover that with watermark yeah so you put your logo Um, a way to do this is to write your logo on top or put your logo on top and then set the opacity to maybe like 50 percent or something like that or you can set it as an overlay in photoshop but make sure you put that on there and also when you're sending them the image don't send it like crisp don't send high res you know it doesn't have to look like it was you know shot with a potato but just make sure that it's not usable because a lot of people fall victim to that where they get the work and um, or they send the work rather and then people just take it and they say, oh, well, that'll be all. I'll just take this and just disappear without a trace. They'll never hear from me again. So don't fall victim to that and never send out edit files. And I hope that nobody's doing that anyway. But I did that. I did that. And do you know what ended up happening? One of the flyers that I actually made, right, I saw it was resurfaced. like I think it was about 2013 or something the same flyer that I had made had been used that the template had been used but the colors had been changed and the image uh, of the 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 lady that was on the front was different but it was the exact same template and it was from the same person a whole other story Um, so 
if I hadn't sent out the, sent out the edit files, that would not have happened, right? So please, for the love of all things great and good, never send out the edit files. Number four, put a revision cap in place. This is to prevent scope creep. Now, what scope creep is, is when they constantly keep coming back and saying, can you change this? Can you change that? Can we edit this? Can we edit that? And you just you, it just goes on and on and on. And then it just eats into your own time and it just becomes a never ending project project. Right. So we don't want that to happen. So in order to put this in, in uh, cap in place, what you need to do is set a limitation at the start and say, all right, I'll give you maybe three revisions, for example. And if you go over those three revisions, then we start adding fees. Right. But you have to make sure this is stated in the contract and that they're aware of this. And if they are approaching this uh, cap, let them know um, in due time that, you know, you're you're on revision number three right now. So um, <laughs> just to let you know, if you want to make another change, then there might be a little fee uh, involved here. And just remember that you are the designer. You're the expert. You can't let... Um... Now, this is... I'm going to try and word this carefully, but the thing is, as the expert, right, sometimes, all right, let me put this into context. So say you're designing a website and the client says to you, I want you to put glittery gifts all over the homepage. And you're looking at them like, no, I, I, can't, I can't do that. That's not going to work. Uh, and, you know, your name will be attached to that. I'm just saying you 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 have to tell the the client that you know certain things just aren't going to work and if you are implementing strategy into your process you'll be able to share with them the exact reasons why certain selections might not work so if you research your color psychology and your your placement and your typography and all that good stuff and you link it to their economic uh, targets because they might have goals that they want to set with their, uh, for their businesses, right? And that's why they've hired designers, right? They want to maybe reach out to more customers or clients or whatever. If you're able to demonstrate and share why certain choices might not be the best way to go, then that's it. That's the angle you have to take. But you have to always remember you are the expert, you are the designer here, right? So you can't let the, the client have complete control over what you're doing. Otherwise... Otherwise, you, you might as well just be taken out of the equation. You know, why have they hired you? You know, so there's that. And number five, if your spirit doesn't feel right, don't do it. You know, I learned the hard way by saying yes to any old shit and not getting paid at the end of it. So if it's not vibing with you or you feel it isn't a valuable body of work to get involved in, don't feel afraid to say no. Like not every opportunity that comes your way is for you. Some opportunities come your way just to test the commitment you have to yourselves. So accepting these projects for fear of losing out on the money or the exposure means you're operating from a state of lack and nothing great can be created in that space. You know, if your heart isn't in it, this will show. We all go through our own things on this journey and truth be told, I'm grateful that these things have happened as there's always always something to be extracted or learned and it gives you a better insight as to what to avoid going forward uh, and, and gives you things to think about as well and ways to improve so I hope me taking the L has helped you to not make the same mistakes I did and that you can take something from this episode
So that's all we've got time for on this week. So if you've got anything that you'd like to be covered on the Champs podcast, you can either drop a DM on Insta at creative.champs or an email to hi at creativechamps.co. Thank you so much for tuning in. Speak to you same time next week.